so as I'm hiking along during the day, I can have this thing open. I would never have to worry. Uh, I like to drink my coffee out of this. I like to drink hot things out of this. Unlike stainless steel, which will burn your lip, a single tater with me. I can slow cook a stew, this beef jerky, and just slow stew that. I wanted to show you fire kit consists of. That was one of my chores every night, going down in the woods, pulling water out of that spring. Do you see what I mean about not wanting to take this into the woods and just cook inside the packaging? I don't even really have to put this on. preparing for a big backpacking trip coming up I was sitting here getting all my stuff ready getting my gear all together and I thought I should be recording this so I know this is not a video of me out in the woods but you might learn some interesting things here while while I prepare and there's just some things that I thought that I would share with everybody you know a lot of people know these things a lot of people don't and so, uh, you know, I'm not professing to share anything here that uh, is mind-blowing or anything like that, but a few things that I do when I'm preparing for a trip in the backcountry. Let me tell you about this trip. Um, the lows at night are going to be about 21 degrees Fahrenheit, and the forecast is saying that the, the highs during the day are going to be around, are going to be between 31 and 40 degrees. So it's going to be a cold trip, but I love backpacking this time of year and going out into the woods on long ex excursions because you can take any type of food you want. It's not going to spoil. If 40 degrees, 30 degrees, 40 degrees is colder than the inside of your refrigerator. So you can take meats, you can take anything that would normally spoil at other times of the year. You don't have to worry about in the wintertime. No insects to worry about snakes are hibernating mostly bears are hibernating and people people are mostly hibernating people don't like to go out into the cold that means that uh, typically you can uh, get out into uh, the wilderness and enjoy it all to yourself uh, which is really nice unless you're going to one of the more popular backpacking trails which i i tend to avoid in my old age i like the solitude of the trails that nobody else wants to do I like going out into the areas that nobody else where nobody else likes to go on this trip I'm gonna have a couple buddies with me so that's gonna make things interesting uh, also it's awfully close to deer season deer hunting season here in the States and uh, the region where I'm gonna be so I always keep in my in my gear collection I always keep some hunters orange you can see it back here on the chair. Let me grab it. So you see, this is nothing complex. It's a it's a ball cap, which I can put on, and a vest. And I don't even have to really put the vest on. I don't even really have to put this on. What I can do is I can drape this uh, just off the back of my backpack. And 
then I don't have to worry about getting shot. You know, I was just telling somebody the other day, they make toilet paper for hunters that is camouflage. Now, why do you reckon they do that? They do that so people don't get their butts shot off by people trying to hunt white-tailed deer and mistaking your bare white butt for a deer or the toilet paper <laughs> hanging out of your hand for the white tail of a deer. So because it's so close to uh, deer hunting season, gun season, um, I'm going to be packing this stuff. I might not be wearing it the whole time, but uh, at times I will be wearing it. So I bought that at Walmart, I think, for five bucks, something like that, six, seven years back. And I just hang on to it because people like to hunt in mass, same time of year that I like to be out in the woods for other reasons. Now, I think I've got a camera on my table right here so I can show you some things I'm doing. Most backpackers that you talk to will take these freeze-dried meals and what they like to do is they like to cook their meals right inside the package. I don't do that. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying I don't. I don't do it. What I do, and I just was just showing it off a couple weeks ago, I've got my cook set and I cook everything in my cook set. The reason why I don't like to cook my meals right inside these just add water meals is because it makes me carrying cook gear obsolete if I do that. And if I don't carry cook gear and I were to get lost in the woods, this trash is not going to do me any good whatsoever. So I would rather not even take this into the woods with me. I transfer it into these baggies here, which you can see on the camera there. And I cook everything in my cook set. Let me grab my cook set. So if you'll remember, this is my British canteen and cup combo. It's perfect. Nothing better on the market. And uh, what I'll do is I'll dump my dry freeze-dried meal into this mug. And then I'll heat up some water in my beautiful kettle here. So here's how this works. For those of you who uh, don't have a lot of experience with these things, these freeze-dried meals, you just boil some water and you just add hot water. You reseal the bag and then you let that sit for eight minutes and then it cooks inside the hot water. Because I don't like carrying these great big burdensome bulky packages, I like to transfer everything to just these sandwich bags or these, these freezer bags. You say, well then how do you cook? The way I cook is I'll dump the food from here into here and then I take my fancy pantsy lid there I'll set that on there and just leave that to cook for eight minutes. So it works the same way if as if you're cooking in this, but I'm just cooking in this instead. And uh, it works great. When it's done, take the lid off, stir that all up, and I'm ready to eat. Do you see what I mean about not wanting to take this into the woods and just cook inside the packaging? My philosophy for being out into the woods is what if I'm out there for a month? I'm always 
trying to prepare for the unexpected. So what if I'm out there for a whole month? No, I probably won't be out there for a full month. Probably I'll be out there for a week and I'll come home and everything will be fine and dandy and there won't be any emergencies or anything like that. But I don't go into the woods with that mentality of like, well, I'm just going to get in there. There's not going to be any problems whatsoever and I'm just going to get out. I always go into the woods with the assumption that I might get lost for a month. I might be lost for two months. Um, And before you start thinking that that's so crazy and out of the question, I lived for a while in Boston, in the Boston area, in New England, let's say. Right after I moved up there, I remember this woman reading about this, this older woman who was hiking the Appalachian Trail. Now, the Appalachian Trail is, it's like a freeway. It's like a a big highway. And you say to yourself, it's so, it's so popular. It's so touristy. It's constantly overrun with people. I mean, I hiked a portion of uh, Maryland on the Appalachian Trail. It was minus eight degrees. And it was just people everywhere everywhere that does not appeal to me I'm sorry I know lots of folks don't think the way I do let me tell you a little bit about me first of all I'm from Appalachia I grew up in the woods in the middle of nowhere and uh, I tell people that, that what I'm about to tell you and they say oh come on now but it's true we did not have running water the entire time that I was growing up where I grew up I had to go over the hill every night with a couple buckets of a couple buckets to a freshwater spring. I'm not talking about a well, I'm talking about a freshwater spring, just a hole in the ground. And I had to draw water with a pitcher out of that hole. I mean, if you stuck your arm in there, you could touch the bottom. But it was just a naturally occurring freshwater spring. That's how I grew up. Uh, That was one of my chores every night, going down in the woods, pulling water out of that spring. My playground was just Appalachian forest wilderness so that's my background so when i when i go into the woods i probably have thinking and purposes and expectations that are different from a lot of folks i don't want to go into the woods and be surrounded by lots of other people i don't want to stop at uh, somewhere to camp and see all the resources depleted i uh, this sort of thing does not appeal to me I like to really get out into the woods and get away from everybody and, and be out in areas that are really remote and experience a lot of solitude. So I'm getting carried away here. I just wanted to share with you that I'm not being critical of folks who, who like to do it different and think different. I'm sharing with you my thinking on the woods, my way of going about it, uh, and those sorts of things. So. If I'm going into a big region where it's just thousands, maybe even millions of acres of wilderness, I never go out there with the expectation, well, nothing's going to happen. Uh, I'll follow the trail. I'll follow a trail and come out and everything will be all hunky-dory. I don't do that. Every time I go out into the woods, I go out with the intention of being able to be self-sufficient and to take care of myself for a month if I have to or even more. That brings me back to these meals. That's why I don't cook in in the packaging. Because if I'm cooking in the packaging, what the heck do I need to carry this for? What the, what the heck do I need to carry things that I can stick in the fire and cook in the fire and do all that for? 
Um, and if I'm carrying this stuff that I can stick in the fire and cook in and, and purify water in and do all that stuff, well, then why the heck do I have to carry stuff that I can just cook in the packaging with? It's it's one or the other is my, is my take on that. So I like to transfer these things to these uh, freezer bags. And what I wanted to show you about that is if you're going to do that, so you might have several of these freeze-dried meals if you're going to do that and you want to write on the on the thing right so this is beef stew i got here beef stew and i don't want to confuse my freeze-dried meals i write on the the bag like that i hope you can see that but then what will happen is the minute you touch that with sweaty hands or whatever it'll it'll get wiped right off so what i like to do is i like to take this packaging tape and i just rip off a section there and this is before you do this before you put the food in there because once you put the food in there you're, you'll be writing over top of the food and trying to get this tape flat on your bag with the food in it and now I just take my packing tape put that over top there now that will not rub off so no matter how long that's in your your pack no matter how beat up that gets it's not going to rub off or anything like that let's go ahead and throw this in here I'll show you what this stuff looks like. And it comes with a, a little packet in there that keeps everything dry, kind of like when you buy a beef jerky. I'll show you what it is. It's this right here. And I, I put that in there with, with everything in my bag. I'm going ahead and throwing everything in here and getting it all ready anyway, right now. Now I want to show you another thing. Think about how much space and weight actually that I'm saving now in my pack because I've transferred this to this. You see this thing? Hope you guys can see that. These things don't fold or anything. They, they just stay like that and they take up a real lot of, whole lot of room in your pack. So by transferring these, look at, look at all the room I'm saving. And this is actually the second bag I've done already. <clears throat> There's two suppers right there. That ain't bad. Typically what I'll do is I'll, I'll plan for like a supper for each night and maybe one extra supper. For me, suppers are the big meal of the day. You got breakfast, you got dinner, and then you got supper. Breakfast is usually something real simple. I've got oats. Oats here. Three, three packets of oats. And I'm always looking at calories too. I'm looking at, at at least 400, 500 calories per meal. Just because, you know, you get out there, you're exerting yourself a whole lot more, you're burning up a lot of calories. So it's not a time when you're going out and you're going to be, you know, doing 10, 12 miles a day in the mountains. That is not a time to be counting calories and to be buying stuff just because it's low, low in fat or anything like that. You want fats. You want carbohydrates. You want all that high protein stuff, or high, well, yeah, high protein. But one thing I've learned about being out in the backcountry is that uh, salty things are really good, and carbs, carbs are really good. If you get yourself some tortilla shells, I'll tell you what. After climbing a mountain or something like that, you can just eat a tortilla shell by itself, and it tastes like a five-star meal. It's just your body just craving those carbohydrates. All right, so I can throw this away now. By the way, I did a, a whole video 
on this kettle and this will be my first time taking it out it's a titanium kettle oh, beautiful my it's my dream kettle and I'll be using it on this trip for the very first time so I'm looking forward to getting some videos done and being able to show off this kettle all right speaking of tortillas this is a lot of tortillas I don't think I need this many tortillas and they're heavy but I'll tell you what once you get out there and your body's craving carbs you'll be glad you've got them but I'm gonna take about half of these out of here what can you do with these tortillas well I'll tell you what I do with them I eat them just just by themselves there's 20 tortillas in here so I don't need quite that many one two three four five six seven take those out okay so there's 11 there's 11 tortilla shells what do I do with these tortillas they make good lunches so you can buy these tuna packages now got a lot of good protein now there's only about a hundred calories a little bit more than a hundred calories in a packet of these remember I told you I'm always looking for high calorie stuff but fear not the tortilla itself has 100 calories so you're looking at if if I were to put this ranch tuna on one of these tortilla shells you're looking at 200 calories for one and I like to eat probably two for a single lunch so you're looking at 400 calories right there and that's not bad another thing you can do with these tortillas by the way why am I using tortillas and not pita bread or bagels or bread or anything like that regular bread the reason is because these can take a lot of abuse and uh, most regular bread can't so I like to take these tortillas they can fit in your pack real nice they can get squished and everything and they, they hold up pretty good <laughs> I don't understand these folks who get out there complaining about the way their food tastes and everything I'll tell you what if you get out there and you're complaining about the way your food tastes you didn't hike enough miles because if if you if you are tired and hungry enough like I said a plain tortilla will taste pretty darn good that's my thinking about that now I got four packs of that tuna that that's two lunches there I figure and I've got plenty of tortillas what am I gonna do for my other lunches I'll tell you what I'm gonna do I buy these peanut butter packets here and I just smear peanut butter on my tortilla and I just have a peanut butter sandwich it's quick it's easy and uh, does the job my big meals are always uh, supper like I said for breakfast I like just throw some oats in a in my cup pour some hot water on it eat those up have a cup of coffee and get going uh, lunch same thing it's just kinda like when you when you hit a wall stopping somewhere on a on a trail and just having lunch anywhere it really it's just to like to power up so you can keep going it's at camp at night once I've set up camp that's when I start to relax that's when I want a big meal something to warm me up something comforting I'll take a lot of snacks um, I think what I'm gonna do for this trip is I'm gonna do beef stew these freeze-dried beef stew meals and uh, ramen noodles I think that's what I'm gonna do I don't think I'm going to do anything more complicated than that. Beef jerky. Same thing. I'm going to transfer this beef jerky. Now, I wouldn't do this 
if the trip were like a month off. I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, before I forget, let me tell you, same thing with my down sleeping bag. So I got a down sleeping bag I'm going to take. I like to make, I like to keep that thing fluffed and outside of a compression bag for as long as possible until about a week out. So once the trip is about a week away, that's when I'll put it in the compression pack, you know, compact that thing, get it in my pack, get everything packed like that. You know, you wouldn't want your your beef, especially in the summertime, you wouldn't want to transfer it to a sandwich bag and risk contaminating it or anything like that or it, it going bad on you in the meantime. With the sleeping bag, when you're talking about goose down, you want to store it fluffed and you don't want to keep it compacted and for long periods of time. Like I said, some of the things I'm sharing here a lot of people already know about, but a lot of people don't know about it either, so that's why I'm sharing it. You want to make sure that that gets in there. It won't matter, you know, once you get outside and it's 30 degrees Fahrenheit, but we ain't there yet. This is something new. I've never had this before. This is a beef pepperoni. I'll tell you what I really like. I really love these portion snack packs. They're measured in cups, and that's how big they are. It's just one cup, one measuring cup size. But I really like to keep stuff in there, like my breakfast, I like to do that. My trail mix, I like to do that. My jelly bellies, my drinks. So I got my coffee in here. I like I like Starbucks Via. I know everybody's likes to do their coffee in different ways, but honestly, one thing I've learned, and I, I'm a coffee snob. I really am, I love good coffee. But one thing I've learned over the years is that for some reason, once I got get out into the back country, any coffee will do. It, none of it tastes better to me than any other. I mean, unless it's just really, really crappy instant. I don't like that so much. But what I'm saying is that if I take like uh, Starbucks Via, which is just this instant coffee, to me that tastes as good as if I take a, a mocha pot or if I uh, use a French press. It, it all tastes as good to me. So for simplicity, I say, well, if it all tastes the same to me, why do I need some complicated coffee preparation? I just take these Starbucks Via, and that'd, that'll do it. Let's move some of this beef pepperoni into here. Let's try one of them. That's good. I'm thinking about being in the woods on a cold night, being able to pull these out and just eat these like this. That's a good deal right there. Mm-hmm. Another thing I could do, I could wrap some of those up in my tortilla. That wouldn't be too bad either. One of the nice things about these is if I decide to cook like a stew, like let's say I take a tater and I take a tater, I think I will do that. All right, so take a, a single tater with me. If I want to, on one of those nights, I can slow cook a stew over the fire with just a tater, an onion, some of this beef I'm taking, maybe even some of the, this beef jerky, and just slow stew that. Man, it'd be so good. Those aren't bad. Those will take all kinds of abuse too. I like that. I really like those. I, I've never seen those before. 
Cattleman's Cut, made with 100% beef pepperoni. So I'm not going to show you everything that I'm taking for this video. Because once I get out into the woods, I'll be showing, you'll be seeing me using all this stuff. But I did want to show off a few things here to make it worth your while to see this video. This is my fire kit. And this is just a, a cotton bag that I got when I bought some bullet bur bourbon a couple years back. I wanted to show you what my fire kit consists of. I know it says crew forming cream. That's not what it is. I'm just reusing the, the puck. These are just a nice size. I like to buy these cotton face pads. What I'll do with these cotton face pads is I will dip them in, a, in candle wax. This is apple, <laughs> so, so it smells really good. So you can make a fire and make <laughs> your camp smell real good at the same time. But it's very simple, you see. Uh, if I were to put these in a, a plastic bag, they'd just get smushed. All the wax would get bent off and stuff like that, crumble off. So I like to keep them in this. I ain't sure this is waterproof or anything like that, but it don't matter. These things here is really the tinder that I use to start my fire. And I just fluff this cotton here and I take my flint and steel, I strike against that. It'll take a, take a spark real easy. And once it catches this wax here, it'll burn for an extra long amount of time. So again, this is what I use this on my hair to style my hair. There's got to be a way to reuse these these containers, and they they're so nice for these. I'll show you how many they fit. They fit a darn good amount. That would last me a month. I could stretch that out for a month if I had to. So that's what I've got in my fire kit, and then I've also got just some cotton balls that I do keep in a, a little snack bag just to keep it dry and then what I've done is I've taken some fat wood and I've just cut it to length so I just took a saw and just cut off some pieces of this and I keep that much as is my fat wood I could start fires off of that for for a whole month if I needed to another good thing about that is if I'm lazy one night and it's been raining for four to five days and I'm lazy I can I can do with throwing five or six of these on at a time to make sure my fire takes off without having to spend you know three four hours trying to get it going but that's it that's my <clears throat> that's my fire kit and I just keep it all in here I put this string on here myself I like to repurpose lots of things especially if I'm at the grocery store and I see containers like a, if I want to buy like a peanuts or something like that, I'll always try to find peanuts being sold in a container that I might be able to reuse for something else later. Uh, this this bullet bourbon cotton pack has just been really nice. When I saw that at the liquor store, I said, "Boy, I don't I'm not a big bullet bourbon fan, but I sure like that." And I can drink a bottle of bourbon to end up with this bag. I, I knew exactly what I wanted to use it for. Let me show you off my Kuxa cup. You know, Kuxa cups, I don't know if they still are, but were all the rage just a couple years back with all the bushcraft guys and everybody in the bushcraft community. Made out of birch burl. And so uh, there's my Kuxa cup. You know, technically, you're supposed to make your own, or you're supposed to have have it gifted to you by another woodsman uh, I didn't do that 
I bought mine off Etsy, and I have no shame of admitting that. Let me tell you who made this one for me. Taya Yanola. She she carved her name in the bottom of it there. Maybe you can see that. Beautiful. I mean, this thing is just gorgeous. And uh, I like to drink my coffee out of this. I like to drink hot things out of this. Because unlike stainless steel, which will, you know, heat up the whole cup and burn your lip when you're drinking it, my Kuxa cup doesn't do that. I also like to drink booze out of my Kuxa cup. There you go. Old tub air. It's a real nice experience when you're in the woods, in the backcountry, around your campfire in the middle of the night, and it's 20 degrees outside, to have a, a sip of booze out of your Kuxa. So, you can... Here's the problem with making your own. Do you own 100 acres of wooded property that has birch trees on it? Do one of those birch trees have a burl on it? Probably not. And if you're in public lands and you come across a birch tree that has a burl on it and you're the type of person who would come back with a saw and, and chop that burl off the birch tree, uh, you're a jerk. <laughs> so the alternative is to find somebody on Etsy making them and just fork over the, the money for it. All right. So I know, I know you're supposed to make your own. I know that's the tradition. It's not a it's it's not a practical tradition, right? This is the practical woodsman, and I'm telling you why it's okay to buy your own buy your kuksa rather than make it yourself. If you are going to make it yourself, I mean, let's say that you find a burl on another tree. It's not going to be beautiful like a like a birch burl. There is I know of a tree not far from here. Uh, it's on public property, public lands, I should say, and. Uh, I've hiked through there a couple times, and I've seen that burrow on the side of that tree. What kind of tree is that? Um, it's not a birch, but it's huge. Huge old burrow growing on the side of this tree. But it's not my tree, and I can't just go defacing a perfectly good tree and cutting the burrow off there and stealing the burrow so that I can have a kooksa cup that I can claim that I, I made myself. I don't want to do that. I don't want to deface or destroy trees on public lands. And um, it's easier for me to just to buy one off of Etsy. So that's what I did. Etsy.com. Find a lot of good stuff on there. Ain't cheap, but you can find it. Uh, finally, this is something brand new that I've never had before. This is a, a big blue 28-watt solar charger. I've been practicing. I've been using this thing at home to get a sense of how fast it charges things it's you know it ain't tiny but if it were tiny it'd be pointless to carry anyway because you wouldn't get any charge off of it this thing will charge my phone or a battery pack at about the same rate with just using the sun as I could charge a battery pack or my phone right off my wall electrical outlet let me show you how this thing looks here's the you got three solar panels here or four solar panels they're pretty good size as you can see um, this right here would be about like the size of an iPad Pro let me show you where the uh, the charging ports are 
I just keep a wire in there. And then you've got your charging USB ports right there. It's just regular USB. Plug into that. And then the nice thing about that is you can clip that to my backpack. So as I'm hiking along during the day, I can have this thing open, taking in sun, and charging whatever I want it to charge. So it's not like I have to wait until I get into camp and then unfurl this thing and start charging my battery or anything like that. And theoretically, if I were lost for a month, even more than that, out in the backcountry, I would never have to worry about being able to power my smartphone, GPS, radio, anything like that, as long as I'm carrying this. I've used it many times here. Um, it works very, very well. Like I said, it, it'll charge a, a power bank or my phone. I can't tell the difference than just plugging my phone into an outlet here and charging it that way than charging it off of this. So this is a really nice deal. I, I got this, it was like a, a special deal on Amazon. How much did I pay for that? 50 bucks. I think I paid for that. But it's nice. It's nice to have when you need it. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me show off one more thing. One more thing that I'm going to be taking into the woods with me. This is a Silverant 400 milliliter bottle. Titanium bottle. Silverant 400 milliliter titanium bottle. Let me show off this thing to you real good. It's so small, you might be saying, well, what can I do with that? Let me tell you what you can do with this. I'm a whiskey drinker. I really like, like my Kentucky bourbon. I've always had a problem knowing how to carry my bourbon into the woods. If you're a real whiskey drinker like I am, I'm not talking about like once every two months I have a sip. I'm talking about it's a weekly routine for me. And when I go into the woods, I really want to have my bourbon at the end of the day to kind of take away the aches and pains. The, it, there's a So you can buy these little travel bottles. Here's the travel bottles I'm talking about. Do you know how much these little travel bottles hold? They hold 375 milliliters each. Why is that significant? Because two of these, 375 milliliters, equals one of these. A fifth of whiskey. The reason why they call it a fifth of whiskey because it's a fifth of one gallon. Typically a whiskey drinker knows that if you're if you're drinking a fifth of whiskey you know what your pace is right? So on a typical night for me if I'm just if I'm just sitting around here relaxing playing my old guitar or anything like that um, I could easily go through a half a bottle. Just casual sipping playing the old guitar as the night's going on. My guitar, by the way, is named Juanita. So if you ever hear me talking about Juanita, it ain't my girlfriend, it's my guitar. But so a half a, a half a fifth on a, on a good night, if I'm drinking a lot, without getting stone cold drunk, you know, just working up a real nice buzz, feeling good, relaxed, enjoying the evening. Half, half a bottle, a half a fifth. That's one of these. So this is exactly one half of a fifth a bottle of whiskey. How many milliliters did I say? 375. How much is a fifth of booze? A fifth of booze is 750 milliliters. 375, 375. 
So what's 375 times 2? 375 times 2 is 750. There you go. Straight from the mouth of Alexa. So two of these equals one of these. How much does a flask, your typical flask, hold? Do you know? There you go. Typical flask. You know how much that holds? Eight ounces. Eight ounces. So if you're just somebody who takes a snort of whiskey once every couple months, an eight ounce flask is perfect for you. If you're a real whiskey drinker, you visit Mr. Hooch at least once a week, maybe sometimes a few times a week. Eight ounces is not going to cut it. I'll go through that on the very first night of a backpacking trip. The flask is heavy and uh, it's just not worth it to me. That's why I started carrying these, these travel bottles, which are plastic. I reuse them. They last forever and ever and ever. But I think I've got a, a more beautiful solution to that. And it's this silverant, titanium, 400 milliliters. Do you remember what I said these bottles are here? 375. How much is the silverant titanium bottle? The silverant titanium bottle is 400 milliliters. So it holds just a little tiny bit more than this bottle does. And it's so light and beautiful to look at. It's really, it's a thing of beauty. And I saw some folks complaining about the lid because the lid is so nice and robust and heavy. I mean, really, the lid is where all the weight is. Otherwise, the bottle itself is just as light as can be. Let me show that off to you real nice there. All right. The lid, I, it is a thing. Of, I love it. I love that heaviness to it because that tells me that is, that is a quality made thing. So I think I'm going to start carrying my booze in this silverant titanium bottle. All I need is another one of these. So if I get one more of these, and I fill them both up with booze, it'll be like taking a bit more than one-fifth of whiskey into the woods with me. And as I drink it and the bottle becomes empty, the weight will go down. And uh, but it's a pleasure to drink out of this. I'm not saying it's terrible drinking out of one of these. It's just I like I like to find a balance between beauty and utility. So it's not like well I don't care how my gear looks. I don't care you know about fashion or style or anything like that. I I, I appreciate beautiful things like this silverant 400 milliliter titanium bottle. And it's perfect if you're wondering, well, if you've seen this on Amazon, for example, and you go, well, what can I do with that? I'll tell you what you can do with that. If you're a whiskey drinker, you can put your booze in there. If you're used to these little flasks, I'm telling you this thing is 10 times heavier. I'm holding it right now. It, this thing is super heavy. This is not, but it's still beautiful. It's still a pleasant experience to drink from. And, uh, you know, so even if you don't need as much whiskey as I do or want as, to carry as much whiskey as I do into the woods, uh, one of these bottles would just be ideal for you. It would be wonderful. Eight ounces compared to 400 milliliters. Can't beat it. This is not expensive either, this titanium, this silver titanium bottle. But let me give you a, a really nice look at the bottle. So that if you should decide to go on to Amazon and buy this thing, 
it's it's really a beautiful beautiful item i love it i'm gonna be taking this into the woods with me and i think tonight i'll go ahead and buy a, a second one of these and maybe i can show you me putting these things to the use out there in the back country see if i can i mean I, i've already done i think a pretty good job of giving you an idea of the size of that uh, here's a bottle of water there you go 16.9 ounce bottle of water and there's a size comparison so that gives you a good idea my there's my hand holding the thing just to give you an idea of the size so I highly recommend it I like to reward people who make good products like this by sending folks their way and I hope that uh, you enjoyed this and that's that's all I got I'm gonna finish up here I'm gonna turn off the cameras and finish up what I'm doing and the next time you folks see me will be in the woods I'll be using this stuff and I'll be showing it off and I'll be talking about it and we'll be having a good old time and um, I'll uh, you know I'll even throw in some blurry video of Bigfoot here and there if I get a chance oh my goodness it's gonna be cold up there and nasty and raining and just uh, miserable in such a beautiful wonderful way I love the woods this time of year it's my favorite time of year it makes for the most beautiful experience for memories and reflection and storytelling but also it captures uh, just you capture the most beautiful images this time of year so I'm really looking forward to it folks thanks for joining me here again on the practical woodsman I really appreciate you new subscribers and I'm looking forward to uh, other people joining us here and things growing by the way got a group that I'm start that I've started and I'm trying to grow over on the locals platform so if you like what I, the sorts of things I talk about here you will enjoy joining us our online community on the locals platform the way you do that is you go to the practical woodsman dot locals l-o-c-a-l-s dot com or you can download the locals.com app from the app store pretty slick and just search for the practical woodsman i hope to see you there and also here in the next video take care